You're listening to the Social Hub Podcast, a place where we give small brands the skills and know-how to master all their social media, digital, and content marketing. I'm your host, Stacey Cranich, mum, champagne drinker, and self-confessed karaoke queen. Join me in a journey of real conversations and meaningful messages that will help you grow in your business and life so you can have the most epic version of both. If you have a big vision and are ready to shine, then grab a cuppa or a cocktail and listen in. Hello there, amazing business owner. It's Stacey here and welcome for your weekly installment of the Social Hub podcast. This is episode number 33 and today I'm interviewing an amazing lady for you who is going to break down a topic that can often be quite confusing for some of us business owners that aren't the experts in this area. For those of you that are tuning in for the first time, welcome. It is so great to have you here. And for those of you that are returning to listen, welcome back. Um, Always love to be in your ears sharing some amazing gold from my guest speakers. Now, a little bit about me. I'm a social media strategist and sales coach who helps female entrepreneurs create selling systems using their social media. And these systems are ones that actually get results so that you can attract, engage, and convert more of your followers into paying clients. Now, I like to work on authentic sales practices, so there's no icky sales tactics around here up in my hood. It's all simple, easy, and fun actions that you can implement in your business every single day, week, and month so that you can not only claim back your time and freedom, but... You can get your groove back and enjoy your time on social media so that it becomes a passionate and thriving part of your marketing ecosystem. If you want to get more of your ears into this every single week, then please hit subscribe on your favorite podcatcher so you can be notified weekly when these episodes drop. And if you love what you're listening to, then please leave a review. And if you pop your Instagram handle in the review, I give shout outs on all of my solo episodes for any reviews that are left. Now, my guest today is a lady who I could truly chat to for hours. She makes the topic of legals exciting, fun, and simple. And for a gal like me who would rather be creating social media posts or chatting in my DMs because I truly am just a socialite, then reading and setting up privacy statements is kind of like my jam. But Riz really just ticks all the boxes for me of someone who is shaking things up and doing things differently. Riz is from Found Legal and she was honestly the perfect choice to share all this knowledge with you and you are going to love this episode. Now, you can find all the links to chat to Riz more on the gram, check out her podcast and see how she can help you get your legal sorted without, as she calls it, the legalese. It's all over on the show notes for today's episode at all the W's, the social hub com forward slash 33. And as always, that's spelt with letters, not numbers. But... Over to the episode. All right, welcome Riz to today's episode of the podcast. I'm super excited to have you on to interview today about, I I feel like it's definitely a topic we don't talk about enough. Like we were just saying this before we hit record was that when people are starting their businesses, we focus a lot on, or or I don't know, I think it's more that it's just, there's more noise around the marketing and the website and the branding and all those things. And there's so much foundational um, infrastructure that we need to have 
set up to have a successful and profitable and sustainable business. Um, and I, you know, I just love the way that you make, you know, legals and all this stuff interesting and simple. Um, and I was, you know, when I thought about, you know, putting this topic forward to my audience, it was just a no brainer to ask you because we met before and we'd talked before at an event and I just absolutely love your style. So before we get into some questions for you can you just tell everyone a bit about yourself and your business and yeah just tell us a bit more about you absolutely well firstly thank you so much Stacey for having me um, I'm really excited to be here uh, my name's Riz or is Rizwana but everyone calls me Riz McDonald uh, I've been a lawyer for more than 16 years and I um, I set up Find Legal in September last year and I just love it. Um, the aim has always been to make legal uh, le sound less legal and explain it in a way that the people I'm serving, my clients, understand and it's actually practical and beneficial and explain to them the importance of being proactive around their legals rather than being reactive and going through a costly litigation or costly rebrand or any of those other risks associated with um, starting a business when you don't do your uh, foundational work right in the first place. So I try to make sure my passion is helping uh, small businesses, entrepreneurs, creatives uh, succeed and succeed uh, online as well as offline. Um, but I'm very passionate in the online space because I also have my own e-commerce business as well. And I, I've been running that for more than 10 years. And I just love uh, what, what I've done with Find Legal marries my love of all things business and the legals as well. Yeah, yeah. I love, I think there's one of the sayings, you say it a lot in some of your um, Instagram posts, is legals without the legalese. Correct. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. And yes. I, I absolutely love that. So, um, look, I, I guess the thing is like, you know, when, and we were saying this before, is that you don't know what you don't know. And I think a lot of people start with a business because they're passionate about something or they're good at something and they've decided to trade in the, you know, nine to five, get paid an hourly wage for it to actually, you know, creating their own empire and starting a business and earning the money for themselves. And, um, you know, like if someone's good at making jewellery, they don't necessarily know or understand all these other foundations that have that have to be put into place and you know what the potential risk could be that yeah. there that is could be there you know and like you yeah, say you don't know until you don't know so what are some of the key things that can and and I know it sound, it can sound like a bit of a scary topic to talk about what puts our business at risk but what are some of the things that with without having all these foundations in place our businesses could be at risk of so um when you if you are a sole trader, and typically most businesses, when they start out, they start out as a sole trader, so they don't um, set up under company structure, for example. So when they do that, what they don't realize is that they're personally responsible if anything goes wrong. And they sometimes think because it's just a side hustle, they don't need the insurance. So they don't tend to remember to get the right insurance for the kind of business they're running and look into the kind of risks they're exposed to uh, and then not have that insurance. So, for example, if you're a photography business, you should be insuring yourself from a professional uh, indemnity 
perspective as well as public liability. And, and, and when you don't have that insurance and you're a sole trader and something does go wrong, then your personal assets are on the line. Um, and that's one of the core things that small businesses uh, forget to do is to get the right kind of insurance if they wish to operate as a sole trader. The other thing that um, they tend to, in my experience, um, uh, get wrong is they get the beautiful websites, the beautiful branding and logos, which do look amazing, don't get me wrong, but you can easily rectify the wrong shade of pink uh, as opposed to um, you know, rectifying the whole cost of rebranding your business because you didn't do your due diligence and check whether you, you, your name is unique uh, yeah. and whether somebody else has it. Uh, and, and that can be a costly, costly mistake, especially when you think about the investment in uh, business cards and the logo design yes. and all those kind of things. Having to go through a rebrand just the day before you launch, massively stressful, massively yeah. stressful. And it's not easily done as well. And it, it could set you back not only in terms of money uh, that you've expended and then having to expend it again to come up with a new name, but also your potential launch dates. And the income that you could have been earning if you could have launched on time. So that's a, a another area where people get it wrong. Um, and one other area I just wanted to touch upon because I could go talk about this all day long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is um, with online businesses, they um, whether you're a product or a service business, but probably more geared for product as I, I think in some respects. But let me try and capture both is not having clear online terms and conditions, not having a privacy policy. Um, and when I talk about the terms and conditions, you know, it's, it's not just a, from a legal perspective, it's also customer confidence perspective as well. So when you don't have a clear refund policy or a cancellation policy, returns policy, if you're not clear about those things, you're less likely to get a sale. Uh, so it's a double impact. There's also, you know, clarity around if you have beautiful content on your website and people come along and help themselves to it and not just for personal purposes, but to go and use on their Insta and commercialize it, you need to have clear terms and conditions to say, hey, this is my copyright and you can only use it for personal use and not commercial use. So not having terms like that to protect you. Um, and if you take customer information, including credit cards and all that kind of stuff, you should have a very clear privacy policy informing your potential customer what you're going to do with that personal information. And, um, and, and again, like I said, it's also a good customer experience. It's also a legal requirement. It's a number of those things. But it's basically, um, you know, these are the kind of documents or uh, that sometimes businesses don't have on their website and they should have. And they should give some thought to that because it's a, uh, both from a legal perspective, from a risk perspective, and a customer experience perspective. Yeah, yeah, cool. And that kind of goes into the next thing I, I wanted you to touch on, which was um, because I think that when we're thinking about legals and contracts and release forms and, you know, privacy policy and all that thing, we focus mostly on the risk and the, the legal implications um, and most of the time people go to the worst case scenario, like yeah. this is the worst case scenario. I've got to protect myself against this. And you're kind of living in that negative headspace around it. But there's yeah. a lot of other benefits other than Absolutely. keeping yourself out of like, yeah. a, a, you know, some sort of litigation yeah. um, around it. So what are some of those other benefits? And you did start to touch so, on it before with yeah, like customer um, experience, et cetera. Absolutely. Look, 
I'm not an SEO expert, but what I do know from the years of running uh, both my e-commerce business and now this business is that when you have content like a privacy policy and website T's and C's, they're actually good for your SEO. They're also extremely good from a customer experience perspective. When your customer visits your website, I mean, you know, let's think about a skincare product as an example. How many thousands of websites are there out there that sell skincare products? If you're just another one on the radar and maybe you do have beautiful products on your website, if your customer does not know what your refund or your returns policy is, if they don't have any clarity around those things, they're either going to um, go away and not buy from you and go somewhere else, or they're going to pester you with lots and lots, especially if you've got a great product, right? If you do really well on your Instas and they come to your website to buy, they're going to be pinging you with emails. So it's um, it's actually a, a both good from an administrative perspective, so you're not handling lots of inquiries about yeah. what your refund return policy is but it's also uh, more likely to result in a sale if you have clear terms around those things and they're visible and they're available so customer experience seo it's a win-win uh and um it, and it's a great customer experience for your uh, the people that come to your website and want to buy from you and are more likely to result in a sale so it's good for your bank account as well yeah yeah and I think that's important to acknowledge there's a flow on effect to a lot of other key benefits in your business that are going to help you have a stronger business long term. Absolutely. As well Absolutely. And it makes you look professional as well. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And that that's, I guess that's thing. the yeah. difference between the side hustle and the business, yeah. right? Is yeah. it takes you to that next level and I know we were talking about before and I said, you know, it is you don't know what you don't know and even with podcasting like I didn't realize that you could or should have a podcast release form. For your yeah. guests, it didn't even occur to me yeah. that that would be the case. And I guess you know most of my first guests were all friends and stuff, so it was yeah. you know um, no not too much of a big deal. But now that I'm branching out and I'm pitching to people, I'm having other people pitch to me um, to come on the podcast, and it's it's evolving and growing into something new. I was like, oh my goodness, I didn't know I even should have it. Now I've got one, and I'm yeah. I can realize the benefits. And you know, like and you were saying that it covers both you and them. Everyone feels comfortable. You know where you stand. You know what the deal is, yeah. and you make an educated decision. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so just talking about that and touching on something else that I kind of I, I should maybe draw attention to is, you know, if you your website T's and C's. Um, protect you and the, your your potential clients yeah. in that it sets out what they can do on your website what you're going to do for them and how you're going to do it if that makes sense benefits to both parties in doing that yeah. um, in terms of things like what you just touched upon with the the release when you post content on somebody else's website the person who put that content on there they own that content right because yep. they created that content. If you want to repurpose any customer reviews and testimonials, etc., you need permission. If your website yep. T's and C's doesn't make that clear, are you really going to look for hundreds and hundreds of different customers <laughs> to go and ask their individual permission? Your website T's and C's should provide for all of that, okay? Yep. Um, the same with the release. When you get the podcast release, it means that your guest knows what you're going to do with that content. 
and are comfortable consenting as a result because they know what you're doing and you don't have to keep following them up every five minutes to say hey by the way I, I now want to post it on my socials oh I want to use your uh, feedback that you gave me uh, to promote my course is it okay to do that the constant asking them you know their yeah, permission yeah. you've got it covered under the one document you can now repurpose to your heart's content all that content in whichever format you want to use it for whether it's on your socials whether it's to promote a course in your advertising whatever it might be and particularly for those people you know in that that live in that online space where you know you're creating courses or landing pages or digital products or workshops or masterminds or whatever and you're you're constantly creating new online you know ip in the forms of landing pages and stuff and you're putting new testimonials in each one that relate to what yeah. it is that you're trying to sell it's important that you've got the permission from that person yeah. to share that you know yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. yeah and sure. that can be covered off in your website t's and c's if you have a website uh, and that's how you operate your business and then for your podcast yeah you, you have the podcast yeah. release absolutely yeah, yeah, cool. And, I mean, I guess then the flow-on thing is it saves you a crap load of time. Well, yes. yes. <laughs> as well by not having yeah, to do absolutely. all of that manually. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. And that's the thing is a lot of this can be done, like I know I'm certainly not the most perfect person at automation and systems. I'll be honest about that. But, you know, you can, there are systems that link all this stuff together. So oh, you absolutely. don't have to do it all manually yourself. Like there is, we live in such a great digital age where there are systems that will you know, send an email, someone, for me, it's now they book the podcast, sign the release form, everything gets done online. I don't have, now I've yeah. set the system up, I don't have to touch it. So 100%. Um, we live in a, a great era to have all yeah. that at our fingertips yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So let's, um, let's talk about now what sort of businesses need to have all this infrastructure. Now you're just yeah. about to launch a course, which is called, um, build, your called? build Your Empire. And, you know, because there are so many solopreneurs, side hustlers, there's, you know, company structure, sole trader, there's online coaches and, you know, I, I, I guess what I'm getting at is, is I guess everyone needs it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Yes. But let's, maybe let's talk about um, some of the types of businesses that maybe you see that don't, that maybe overlook it more than others, I guess, maybe. Um, I think, look, in the creative space, what I've discovered is for the most part, you know, um, there's always some level of gaps. I've noticed um, with, uh, say, uh, photographers, uh, they hardly ever have website T's and C's or a privacy policy, but yeah. they're taking online bookings. You know, there's a higher risk in their industry for cancellations, yes. uh, etc. So it may be they have T's and C's outside of that. But when you go to their website, there's no clarity around, um, you know, what's going to happen next and uh, what happens if I need to reschedule or cancel or any of those things. So there's no uh, clarity or protection there. Um, we, we recently had uh, with COVID, there's been lots of rescheduling or cancellation, you know, so that will have potentially mm. hit them that industry hard as well. Um, and I'm not the only in the industry. I, I get that, but in terms of talking of photographers, I've noticed, and I don't know if it's just them, but I, I've certainly noticed a, a lack of website T's and C's and, and, and privacy policies and, and, and not having, you know, a clarity for the user as to what to expect 
and what yes. will happen. Because for, for me, I would want to know before I invest any kind of money, well, what happens to, you know, when I hand over my money, what happens next? Yes. You know, I want to yes. know what, what are the next steps? How does that yes. all work? And even, you know, it, it's like if we use a photographer as an example, like I know for me, I want to know what happens if the kids are sick and I can't go. Like what's yeah. your policy around um, postponing or um, cancelling yeah, or rescheduling and all that sort of stuff? Yeah. It's like when you yeah. go to the doctor, yeah. you know that, well, most of them, they're pretty open and honest, it's everywhere, that if you don't reschedule within 24 hours, they're still going to charge you for it. So, yeah. Yeah. and I think as business owners, we need to also, um, maybe I think a lot of it comes to mindset as well, as we are allowed to say, that these are our terms and conditions. We we are allowed to do that. Yes. That's our business. Yes. We have to run it the best yes. way that we can yes. for ourselves and our families too. And it 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 protects them because they know. Okay, awesome. As a photographer, for me, if I can go look, you know, I've got kids, and sometimes shit yeah. happens, and if yeah. I have to reschedule, what's your policy around that? And then I'm yeah. like, yep, at least I know. Yes. Like I just well, know what I need. Absolutely. To do. Well, uh, I'll give you an example, maybe of a graphic graphic designer. You know, when you um, put together your proposal, your client, you're having the meeting, you put together your proposal for that client and, um, you know, you send them the contract and you send them the invoice for the deposit and um, they, you're chasing them for that deposit, you're chasing them for that signed contract so you can start work. Eventually they sign and eventually they pay uh, for, for that and then you slot them into your calendar because they're not your only client, hopefully, they're one of many. So yeah. when you're at that stage where you have those one of many, even one client being late with something that you need in order to keep progressing their job is going to have a knock-on effect for your other clients and those other jobs. And it's going to potentially have a knock-on effect as to whether you now have to work extra hours outside of your normal nine to five. Yeah. So when you don't have clear terms around that and uh, you don't say to them, well, do you know what? If you're going to be late doing this, this and this, then this is an extra fee that's going to be charged. Or if we have to pause your job, well, this is what's going to happen. As long as if you don't have those things, it's going to impact you both in all those things I've just said. And it impacts your other clients as well. So they potentially yeah. could have a poor experience. And if you don't want them to have that poor experience, you're the one who's going to suffer the most because you're the one who's going to be doing all those extra hours to keep on top of everything else. So why should the client who caused all of that not be impacted by being charged yes. for overtime hours, for example, yeah. because of the delays they've caused? Yeah. And the overtime hours relate to their work. You slot them back in into another time and, uh, yes. uh, for, and, and, and do it for an additional fee. Yeah. And that should be clear, though, in your terms. If you don't have in your terms, it's not going to happen. Exactly. And one of the ways I see this, and I had to learn this the hard way myself, was because I have one, offer one-on-one -on -one coaching and I have a program that offers one-on-one -on -one as an upgraded option. And I had to learn the, I learned the hard way early on to put timeframes around how long people have to use their sessions up for. And, you know, now that's really clear in the process is they, they get so many months to use these one-on-one -on -one session hours. And the reason I do that isn't because, you know, I, I you know, want to put restrictive time limits. It's because I've allowed time to run that program at that time in my business, in my launch schedule. If I've got, 
10 people with outstanding hours at the end of that time, I've got other things I'm doing. And I, I, I can't put that off for myself and my own business and I can't put that off for my other clients who, you know, maybe I'm running another course or I'm doing a workshop or something like that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And if, yeah, and if you don't have those clear terms and you don't have your clients sign up to them, then exactly what I said uh, before will happen. And that is you're going to do the overtime hours at your expense to not impact your other clients. And if that's what, yeah, so you need to be protected. And look, it's, uh, it's also about setting expectations as yeah. well. It has a and dual I think purpose. As, and us women, I think we're exceptionally bad at setting those expectations. We just want to help everyone. Yes. But in, by doing that, we're not helping ourselves. So yeah, <laughs> these help us to, you know, make sure we've got those boundaries, which are really, yeah. really important as well. Yeah. So for those people out there listening that are going, okay, yep, I'm pretty overwhelmed. I don't, like, I haven't put anything in place. I don't know where to start. What are some of the basics they can go and have a look at just to get started? So, look, my free checklist is super detailed um, and it really does step set out step by step some of the things you need to think about as a foundational. And, and it has some great links in there as well to the ATO to business.gov.au, et cetera, as well, to check out some extra things as well. Um, but certainly uh, that's a really good starting point, especially if you don't know anything or if you're really new to it. In fact, even if you're a year in, it's a great resource from that perspective. Um, I've got some fantastic blog articles that uh, people can go and uh, read. And if they don't like reading this, I, I started my podcast not that long ago. And there's some great podcast episodes. And I'd love to hear from people if they want to hear about anything specific. And I'll uh, put it on the list for recording for next time. So there is a lot of uh, free content uh, available. And I'll be including another resource page with lots more free content. And in terms of um, paid content, I have templates that set out quite uh, easily and, uh, you know, they just plug and play, you know, uh, with the, they all come with uh, the agreements come with user guides as well. And I'm soon to do videos. And at the end of the day, if you want to talk to me, you can do it for free. There's a free initial consultation as well. And I'm happy to talk to people um, so there's, yeah, there's lots of different ways in which you can contact me and I quite like DMS as well. People DM me a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. so yeah, so yeah. there's lots of different ways in which you can contact me and there's lots of different ways in which you can source the information. Um, and it's freely available as well. Yeah. Cool. And I love the templates that you've got. Like I was looking only just before I sent you the Instagram DM to say, would you like to be on my podcast? And I was looking through your templates and they're really comprehensive. Like you've got a lot on there um, for all sorts of different things. And I I love that you've put that in there because a lot, some of the big roadblocks for people to deal with this stuff is that they just don't, they don't have a legal mind. They've got no idea where to start, what to do. And the thought of potentially having to go and pay someone thousands of dollars they don't have because they've just invested all their money in buying this stock for their online store is just it's really overwhelming so I love those the templates that you've got because it makes it really simple thank you yeah and I think I I guess the last thing I just wanted to touch on because it was when I was on there looking through some of your templates that I thought it's important that we talk about some of the business activities that we do that sometimes we don't realize need to have 
something in place. And one of them for me was definitely the podcast release. But you've also got like a blog, um, is it a bloggers agreement or release form or something yeah, like that? Yes. And, there's, and then also influencers and that. So just. Um, yeah. So, so when you, for example, hire an influencer, um, you should have some kind of agreement in place with them because you're going to want to set some boundaries that you uh, want to make clear what you need from them and how you want them to um, how you want to engage them and what that looks like. So, for example, if you are a skincare business and you hire an influencer. Uh, for a specific time frame for a specific product launch you're going to want to make sure that you know what you need to ask of that influencer in order for them to do their job so one of the things people sometimes forget is exclusivity with an influencer for that particular time frame yeah so you don't want to hire an influencer who's really good at what they do is popular in the skincare industry so you don't want that influencer um, promoting somebody else's product at the same time yes. as yours, for yeah. example. Yeah. Okay. Cause it kind of dilutes, you know, attention to your product. So there's a influencers guide, how to hire an influencer on my website. So there's a number of guides like that. And also, you know, you, you talked about the podcast release. There's also, uh, as part of my online kits, I also include disclaimers. So if you're, yeah. Um, you know, uh, uh, a website that provides um, advice, not necessarily on health as such, but advice on dieting or advice on certain types of exercise or, or what have you, then you need to make sure you've got the right disclaimers on your website um, and around your products or services to make it clear that, you know, they're not recommended for certain type of people or if yes. you have any health concerns, go see your doctor first before you yes. start this particular activity or yes. you start using this particular product. Yeah, or if you've had, example. you know, this um, surgery or something like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. So you need to be very clear at the end of the day that you're not a, a medical, qualified medical practitioner yeah. or uh, any of those things. For example, my own website has disclaimers on there because – all my content on my website is general. I have not, I don't know what Stacy needs for her business until yes, I yeah. interview her and I talk to Stacy. Yes. And, you know, do you know what I mean? I need to know exactly the ins and outs of your business yes. in it's order a general for me to template give you for someone. Yeah. So, so I make it clear with a disclaimer on my website to say, hey, the content on here is not legal advice, it's general. Yeah. Yes, it covers legal topics, but they're general in nature. I haven't yeah. been aiming it at just you, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. So it's important that businesses who do offer advice, whether it's through blog articles on their website, um, and normally it tends to be, or through their podcasts, um, they need to be clear it's general advice only, especially if it's the kind of content they're going to go and implement into their business uh, as well. Um, so, for example, like coaching, you know, your job, uh, you make it clear what it is, the service you provide, but it's up to the user of that service to put in the effort yeah. and, and do yeah, the work I, yeah, in we, order to achieve the results. Yeah. It, you it's know, it's like when I see people saying, I can guarantee these results. I'm like, how can you guarantee yeah, results? You can't guarantee, guarantee results. You can't guarantee results yeah. because it's got so many different variables yeah. and factors involved in order to, for that result to be achieved. Ten people can start a course with, um, say, Marie Folio, but maybe only one or two will be majorly successful. And if you were to look into all of that, it'll be a combination of maybe luck, 
but it'll definitely include a lot of hard work yes and it could even be the type of product or service yep. and the timing it's too many as you can yep. imagine and appreciate yep. too many factors uh for it to be for somebody to say hey i can promise you you're going to be a millionaire in seven yep. days yeah 100 and i see it happening particularly a lot in the the influencer space and um and i know a lot of product-based businesses they're they're green in business when they get started and like you know they start it because they love organic skincare and make it themselves and then want to sell it because they want to help other people and then some you know they might get approached by an influencer or they might talk to someone about being like a brand ambassador or something like that but then and i've seen it happen time and again these people send product out and then there's like one post that's it nothing else and it's like that's cost you money yeah um whereas you know having that in place is like okay so it's, it's a business transaction then like what What's that person doing? You're not. Pay- you might not be paying them physical money. You might be giving them product. Yeah. But what then are they doing to earn that back in return? And then they know what you expect. You know yeah. what they're going to do, and it just makes it so much Absolutely. easier. Yeah. It's the same with um collaborations where uh, money is not exchanging hands. Yes. But but what happens if one of you can't fulfill your end of the bargain? What does yeah. that look like? You yeah. need to you know have some even though it's not money it's still somebody's product or still somebody's time that's being exchanged um so if only one of you benefits then it's not really a collaboration is it um so you need to be very clear around the terms of uh your influencer arrangement your terms of your collaboration so that you factor in for things that could go wrong and look there's never an intention necessarily for one person to take advantage of the other person sometimes things do go wrong yeah but if you can set the expectations well if something does go wrong this is what we'll do yeah you know and 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 it and it, it helps a lot to have that clarity uh and have it clearly set out what that's going to look like definitely yeah 100 percent I think that's been such a great conversation to have today. And I know it's um, definitely haven't had this conversation on the podcast yet. So it's been great to have you on and share all of your knowledge because you're so knowledgeable, but you're also really passionate and you make the topic interesting and really fun, which is great because, um, you know, I think there's a, a bit of a misconception that these topics aren't necessarily you know, that interesting because we're talking about, you know, legals or, you know, people talk about accounting, you know, you always have that thing, oh, it's boring, it's numbers sort of thing. But it's important and it has so many benefits and when really when you look at it, it's exciting because it's just going to make your life easier, easier and have a much better client journey and, you know, all these things that we talk about on, you know, podcasts, when you bring them all together, it's all about making your business more successful and your client's experience better because that's what's going to give you a successful business long-term. Absolutely. And that's where um, majority of small businesses tend to fall over, so to speak, Uh, because it's the first, what, 18 months to three years. It takes, you know, small businesses tend to kind of, you know, shut down because because they haven't had the right foundation. It's a number of factors, don't get me wrong, but it's a number of factors, but the foundation's, of how they start out plays a big part as well as the effort they put in yeah. as well as a few other factors, but the, the, they play a, play a strong part, shall we say, in the success and growth of the business. Yeah, 
for sure. So to connect with you, um, obviously in the in the show notes for today's episode is the link to connect. You can have a look at Riz on her website, to your Instagram and your podcast. Is there anywhere yes. else it's good to find you or they're the best three the, places? The, the, my <laughs> socials are the best place yeah. as well as the podcast. Like yeah. I said, people um, absorb information in different ways. Yeah. So the podcast is one option. There's uh, really great blog articles, even if I say so myself, uh, on the website as well. And there is that, like I said, that free checklist. Do check it out. Uh, it doesn't matter whether you're just starting out or if you're in your, heading into your second year, you might find some great tips in there for you as well. And you can DM me. And if you really do have a burning question you want to ask me, then you can book in a free consultation. Awesome. Love it. All right. Thanks so much for jumping on today, Riz, no and sharing your knowledge. And we'll catch you soon. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Social Hub Podcast. You can find the show notes for today's episode over at all the W's, thesocialhubau.com forward slash podcast. And if you want to join me in my community and continue the conversation, jump over to Facebook and join the Social Media 101 Facebook group. Until then, stay classy. Stay classy.